Welcome. Now, my name is D. Ludlow. Now, before we get into this episode, go to the description, click the link and get your M&A Mastery Toolkit. This is a free download, which gives you some of the tools and resources that you need to start your M&A journey. Don't forget, go to the description, click the link. It's a free download and enjoy the episode. What are your kind of thoughts, I suppose, then, you know, moving forward, you know, how do, I mean, look, I assume there's no oligarchs listening to this. If there are, then, you know, you can loan me a couple mil if you want, deals. <laughs> uh, but generally speaking, the everyday person, you know, how do we protect our investments um, and any sort of general words of wisdom in that arena moving forward, given what's happening to people and given how volatile things can be or are yeah so firstly i think to really put to really like look at the big picture here of how like this sort of deplatforming and the controls becoming you know it's quite easy to sort of um touch on the tinfoil hat um situation with this but it's, if you look at just facts right rather than go deep into it just you know, I know we've mentioned this on podcasts previously, but we're seeing more of a use case, more and more for crypto, um, looking at sort of capital controls as well, like Canada freezing accounts, um, Russia raising interest rates to 20% to incentivize savers to try and deposit into their bank um, so they avoid a bank run. Um, that's why capital controls are in place. We've seen it in Greece before. Um, we're seeing it a lot. And we're, it's, it's not a thing where people don't even get like um, surprised anymore. You know, it's it's like okay, cool. They're freezing my account. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's crazy how this situation in Canada, Russia, and and everywhere else. I'm, I'm like, are people really just okay with this? Like, not that they're okay, but like, why aren't we like really speaking out more? The whole world just should be speaking out. You work hard, like every single day. You pay like taxes on you know your income. You get paid taxes on everything you buy. Like, it's, it's insane to think then that they can just be like, well, we're just going to hold your money for the moment because we've created a fractional reserve banking system that, you know, the the money that you want, sorry, we can't access right now because we don't have it. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to limit what you can withdraw and we're going to hold the rest because if everyone wants to withdraw, then we're, we're screwed. So, like, I, I, it's crazy to me that people just, we see a media article about this for, like, two days, and then we move on to the next thing, and it's just being forgotten about. I just find it crazy. So, the use case on, sort of, say, Bitcoin initially is, is, is literally a big light shine on it right now. And not just because of capital controls and protection and taking self-custody that I'll talk to about you in a sec is looking at internet penetration rates across the world if you just you can google this um i think the top one is morocco we got 36 million people 71 percent of the population's unbanked but they got a 62 percent uh pen internet penetration rate so we've got all these people billions of people unbanked um but they all got access to the internet and probably smartphones so they can bank themselves with cryptocurrency they don't need to rely on a bank as uh, the bank as we know it and you know, th this is just how it is. Um, you know, I, I was talking to someone the other day. Um, it, it, actually, I was talking to Self, which is about crypto emerging, crypto in the metaverse. Man just said, I was talking to Selfridges, <laughs> you know. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. And afterwards, one of their staff members came up to me and was like, I was on about Nexo, which we'll talk about in a second, which I know you're a big fan of. Um, you need a referral code, I think, Tej. Um, yeah, I do, but, yeah. but 
she was like, well, well, I can just get the Nexo card and I can just put my money in there and I can basically earn 12% on my pounds and not have to buy crypto. I was like, yeah. She's like, well, what, I don't, why have I got a bank? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You ask yourself the sad question. And I think where we see now, especially like the generation that uh, like the teenage generation now, how tech savvy they are like we think we're tech savvy right and we like our parents are like well how do you use this and this and how are you podcasting and and like can you imagine like the how tech savvy these the next generation are and just looking at sort of even um wealth sort of by industry and, and generation like millennials i think millennial billionaires most of their wealth technology right which is i think is pretty obvious i think I think a third of millennial billionaires are actually tech billionaires. Um, whereas if you look back at the baby boomer generation, they was predominantly wealthy from just finance and say manufacturing. So we're already seeing that shift anyway. So the next generation, they're going to be even more tech savvy. So when we like, when we're sort of, well, I'm not sure how this is going to be part of our system and our day to day. It's like, well, you know, you probably didn't expect five, six, seven years ago, that you could leave your house without any cash or any bank card and buy something in the shop with your phone through Apple Pay. Like people would have been like, really? I don't, can't see that happening in that, that amount of time. And like when people say, well, I don't understand blockchain or I don't understand the tech behind it. It's like, well, you don't need to. Like you don't understand the tech behind Apple Pay. Like you don't, like I said this, an example before, you don't wake up one day and just be like, right, I need to work on my Apple Pay strategy because I'm going to go down the shop and buy like a can of Coke today. I need to work out how I'm going to transfer the money and make the transaction. Like we just do it because it's normal just like you pay on card you don't question it you just do it so blockchain is just going to be a thing that we just use day to day you don't need to understand the technology you just it's just going to happen we don't understand how cross-border payments work now so we don't you know why, why would we need to understand how blockchain cross-border payments work so for me with with moving towards central bank digital currencies which comes back to the control and then we'll go into how we can protect ourselves um 81 countries that basically represent 90% um, of global GDP are already exploring central bank digital currency. So this isn't a thing where it's like, well, we're, you know, the, the the Bank of England and the Fed are just toying with the idea. Like they're all exploring central bank digital currencies. Now, it's more than likely that they probably won't be on a blockchain. They're probably going to be on uh, DLT, which is distributed ledger technology. Um, probably won't be on a blockchain, but a DLT can be blockchain-based or not blockchain-based. It's basically just like a master spreadsheet. Um, so imagine having like Google Sheets and all the transactions are on there. Um, it's probably going to be like that sort of base system, probably. Just I, I was reading while they're doing an MIT and they're going to test the Fed coin there first. And that's sort of what they're leaning towards. They're obsessed with this DLT um like sort of terminology <laughs> so um that's sort of what they're probably going to do so it might not even be blockchain based and looking at cbdc's and how this debt has spiraled out of control with fractional reserve banking after 2008 they was meant to hold 10 percent reserve requirement on bank deposits um but crazy what's crazy about this situation is they could actually borrow the reserve deposit from another bank which which <laughs> again like exactly so but then mark it was only the states that did this um but in march 2020 they was take they took those reserve requirements away anyway because they obviously wanted to turn the printer on and they didn't want a hold back anyway um but yeah look the the, the central bank digital currencies it, they are going to be 
like quite con very controlling like if you think of right now the way things are going on um looking at tax automation um all your data and transactions are going to be controlled through you know artificial intelligence they've already mentioned that they're going to have this sort of programmable money that they, the issuer gets to decide what the receiver spends the money on um so if they do this through say universal basic income which obviously been banging on about for a few years but um you know if they get to say like look look ted you can have you know thousand pounds a month um and you know you have to spend it within four weeks um but you have caps on things you can spend it on so you know you go to the petrol station one day and then you fill your car up and you're like sorry Dej, you've done too many miles this month um in this car and you've already hit the cap on your the amount of petrol you spent this month sorry come back on this date or you know Ted, you spent too much money on wine this month or with you would be cheese you spent way too much money on cheese this month sorry you have to come back next month so then they can decide to program this and how the receiver spends it so in this case they can now control demand because they can see what's what's actually purchased so if they control who's getting credit in the economy and they decide who gets what then they can decide little things or say little the big things like who can expand their business where you can spend your money so when and also you put tax automation in there then you know that removes quite a few jobs too from you know bookkeepers for instance like let's be fair they, they unfortunately bookkeepers was eventually going to get replaced with technology regardless you know they're replacing you know even more higher skilled jobs than that already um there's software that can do this now um as well so you know there's ubi is going to just be introduced as a benefit like download our app bank with the central bank and this is what you get you either get i don't know 500 quid for downloading the app you have to spend it in this time or it's going to be um you know you get it every single month or whatever but they can they're going to be able to cut you out the system whenever they want and they could potentially limit you to certain um, parts of the system as well um, and look when I say like people are trying to flood to gold and silver right and you know I'm, I'm a sort of I hold both as well physical gold and silver I think I am bullish bullish on silver long term based on this use case but um, if, if you try and escape the system and buy gold or silver right you're not going to go in your shop with a bar of gold and try and swap it for your shopping right so you're not going to go down the local car dealership and say can have the tesla here's a bar of gold it's not going to happen so if you did try and escape the system with say your traditional stuff like gold or silver then what if they start charging you massive fees to transfer it back into the cbdc then have you really escaped the system or have you just put yourself in a worse position so is you know is preserving your wealth like there's literally there's only one option like the bank only becomes at risk if it needs something that it can't create like gold like bitcoin so like and if they can if they can still control a bit of the monopoly with gold in regards to if you need to transact with something in our system then we'll charge you heavily to do so then what there's only one other option which is, is cryptocurrency, a Bitcoin mainly because it's, it's technically it, it is actually decentralized because we, we don't know the owner, right? So, um, but then if you look at then what um, in regards to payment gateways and, and global settlements, when you look at like what Jack Malice has done at Strike, like you know I, I mentioned this a lot because I think it's incredible what he's done. Um, he's now it's, it's a global sort of settlement network with no borders. There's no sort of credit. No delayed settlements. We have instant finality as well. Um, you don't actually require any 
identification to the participants. Um, so, you know, it's open source, permissionless, no jurisdiction. It's like an open sort of monetary network that can settle any amount of value, anytime, any place, pretty much at no cost through the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Like, why would anyone even need to go anywhere else? You know, so it, it, it go looking towards Bitcoin and and looking at maybe yeah maybe it's not a store of value right now. You know, because it is volatile. You know, maybe we have to look at it in another light. But as a monetary network and a settlement network, it's perfect. So going back to banking yourself and like using Nexo, which I know you use, I use. Um, you can get the Nexo card. You can earn. You know, like. I'm not going to say that, but um, you can earn sort of 12% interest on your pounds if you don't want to even buy cryptocurrency. Like, why would you want to bank with the bank at those base rates with inflation? Where is that? Like, let's be fair, we don't know. It's deep into double figures, to be fair. We don't know where inflation's really at. It may be plus 20, 25% for all we know um, because of how the CPI gets calculated. So you can, with cryptocurrency, you can bank yourself. You can take full custody of your personal wealth. So, you know, we know when we put money in the bank, they become the legal owner the second we deposit. We know that the Queen owns all the land in the UK. So if they did want to take your house back, they can. Whether they will or not, probably unlikely, but they can if they want to. They can they can do whatever. They can add and take away any taxes they want with property. The good news is a lot of the MPs are property investors. So, you know, that's that's the good thing. Um, but, you know, and, and your goal, what if they start taxing you or, or charging you high fees, sorry, um, if, if it comes back into the system? So stock market, same thing. Like who's who's in control of the stock market? So, you know, it, it's like, where do you where do you go? Like, where do you go to, to, to be actual? Like, well, look, I actually got some sort of control over my wealth. The only way you can possibly do this, because you can't go and stack loads of cash in suitcase under your bed because we're losing purchasing power with it and cash is going so the only way you can really do it is use something like bitcoin it's, it's, it's not a thing of like becoming a bitcoin maxi because i'm not you know i i like to challenge the opposite opinion but the if you actually look at everything and weigh it all up there is this is the only place you can actually own your money and if you you know if you appreciate and you're grateful for the time and effort you put in to get it, I think you should be able to own your money. There shouldn't be someone who can take it off you. 